This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Today, we are going to dive into a beautiful interview with Viola Hug. She is a renowned mentor, thought-provoking writer and speaker in prosperity, healing, and energetics. She's also a best-selling author to kids' human design affirmation books. She's an expert in individual energetics like human design and gene keys, activating power, and healing through shadow and embodiment work for wealth and pleasure, while dismantling the patriarchy, making way for true fulfillment and success. Today's conversation was super beautiful. Viola shared her journey in business, and it was so amazing to just really witness her as a manifester unfold and unfurl over the last several years and how she's pivoted. And so I'm really excited to share this story with you and for you to get some golden wisdom and gems to take with you moving forward. So let's dive in. Viola, welcome to the podcast channel. Thank you so much for having me and hello everyone. Okay, this is so good. I'm really excited. We kind of chatted a little bit before we hit record and my sacral is like super lit. So this is going to be a juicy talk between us. So Viola, I would love if you can share just in the beginning, like when you started your business and also when you dove into human design, because you said you've been in your experiment for seven years now, which is like solid because I know that they say the deconditioning process is seven years. So I feel like there's a lot to unpack there. So let's dive into that. Oh, yeah. So I've been an entrepreneur essentially my whole life. um, And I dabbled in a lot of different things. I like, basically was like, I left school and I got a job and I was like, Oh, I don't know. And then I, I was like, Okay, I guess I should be an adult, maybe I should go to university, maybe I should study something. And so, you know, I'm a line six, so I have a lot of different versions of myself, I say. And I um, studied, and while I was studying, everyone was like, what job are you going to get? And I'm like, mm, no, I'm still not vibing with that idea. I'm like, I'm probably going to like be like, like I studied nutrition. I did a Bachelor of Science, and I was like, I, I don't know, I'm going to like maybe be like a nutritionist for celebrities or something and like travel around the world. And they're all like, you are delusional. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, but like, I just really don't see myself sitting in an office and just like writing recommendations and and like that kind of stuff. So I was like, I don't know, just like, I did it because I was interested in it. And I had like a history of, um, I don't know, just a whole bunch of family health stuff and whatever. So it was kind of something that interested me. And then when I left, I couldn't even find a job because they weren't hiring unless you had five years experience. And um, I ended up working in retail and I was like, I've got to do something. So I kind of just started taking a jab into like entrepreneurial things. And um, in that time I had, like, I call it my like learning years. (laughs) I like got into huge amount of debt. I um, was pretty much failing at every single thing I tried, like flailing around, trying to grab onto something. Um, But what did happen is I became a really confident public speaker because I did lots of events, you know, like I never ended up making money on pretty much any of them. I 
lost money on a lot of them. Um, but I became a really confident public speaker. I found things I really loved talking about and sharing about. I learned a lot and I went through this whole like financial awakening where I really started to like understand, um, and decondition my, um, understanding around money. And so like, it was kind of like, there was obviously benefits to it, but it was definitely like my, um, uh, struggle era. (laughs) And then, um, Lo and behold, in my Saturn return, I discover human design <laughs> and like perfectly cosmically planned. And I'm just like, oh, what is this thing? And at the beginning, I almost took a little offense when I first learned my human design, which I'm a manifester. And I was just like, hold up because on it was like a very primitive website. You know, like there wasn't a lot on human design back then, but um, I was like, reading the description and it said something like um oh manifestors they're not here to work hard or something like that right and a manifesting generator said manifesting generators are here to work they're they like um have energy to work 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 or whatever something like that and up until that point I identified as a hustler like I identified as someone who worked hard I built an identity around the fact that I was a hard worker. Like that was one of my most prized things. I was like, yeah, sure. I haven't like been successful at anything, but I will work harder than anybody else. And I will stay up all night if I have to. And I'll get up early if I have to. I like quit TV for a year because I thought that would be like my breakthrough to success because I was like, I'm relaxing too much. I need to stop TV and work more. (laughs) And so like really that conditioned sacral, right? Didn't know when to stop. Didn't know when enough was enough. And Then I was like, okay, wait a minute. Let me think about this. Every time I try to work more, I get sick. Every single time I've tried to just solve the problem by doing more, I failed. I was like, maybe there's something to this. So I started to kind of soften into the idea. And I started to pay attention to things I'd neglected for a really long time, like my emotional well-being, my energy levels, um, my self-care, and things that I would kind of like organize and plan into my day before, but never truly immersed myself into, you know, like I never truly allowed the benefits of those things to um, penetrate um, my experience, I guess. And so I started to soften into this idea that maybe I was a manifester and maybe what if I didn't have to work all the time so hard and I could be successful in pockets of time and the year that followed that um I started a coaching business within about a month and a half I had my first client um well I had a couple of small clients but I had my first like long-term client and within eight months I uh, bought a one-way ticket with my partner overseas and we started traveling full-time we just you know bought a ticket to Germany and started there and then we went like all over Europe and to Morocco and other places later um, and then we I um, made my first five-figure month early um, the following year so just after a year of being in my or maybe I was in my experiment for a year and a half at this point but just over a year of being in my business and um then I hit six figures in my business and um I was literally working so much less I was starting to just yeah like focus on splenic my splenic um like getting to know what that feels like and getting to realize like oh my gosh this is where I'm responding this is not where I'm trusting what what's innately and within me and like slowing down and finding peace and um 
yeah, that's basically how it started. <laughs> and um, the deconditioning process has continued, you know, like even a lot of the things that I did early on have fallen away now and um, don't resonate with me anymore. But one thing that stays consistent is just like seeing the benefit of really truly trusting myself in my experiment. And I feel like I'm at the point now where I'm like, I mean, I still utilize charts and I look at them and everything, but I'm so in like a trust phase, you know, I'm like, okay, this is what it says, but let's throw it all out the window now and see what happens when I'm just like in full trust. And that's what I ultimately believe human design allows us to do at the beginning. It gives us a guide, but ultimately it gives us freedom and from the mind chatter that's consistently pushing us in every direction. Oh my gosh. I love the story. And you know what? I was smiling so hard because I'm looking at, I'm looking at Viola's chart and she has a completely open emotional solar plexus, completely open sacral. And obviously this drive that you talked about is like the root and also your heart center being consciously defined. So it's like, mm -hmm. that is what pushed you. And then it was just like you amplifying with your open sacral, like everyone around you working hard and then you working hard and then obviously you being burnt out from being sick. Like it's so, it's so fascinating. And one thing I love about manifestors is that every single time I talk with manifestors and they share about their journey and their process and their deconditioning is that there's always this softening. It always turns into a softening. Yeah. And it's like, it's so fascinating because manifestors, you know, the quote, like massive air quotes here, because I'm like not about diving into specificities of types, but in traditional terms, they say manifestors have this like closed or repelling aura and they kind of like trigger people. But it's like, it, it doesn't have to be this intense masculine energy of initiating and forming all the time because it really is a softening so that you can receive the correct urges and initiate on them like it's actually very right. feminine and so listening yeah. to you transition through your story it sounds like it sounds like that's exactly what happened for you it was like holy fuck like you just dropped the baggage of like I don't have to create this version of success like what happens if I actually soften into what I want to be doing and like surrender more than trying to control everything so I'm oh, curious yeah. I'm curious how that kind of I guess recap feels for you because that's really what I was hearing and you're sharing that's so accurate. And I think that's true for in, in, in so many, like, no matter what your type, I think there's lessons to be learned in this as always, but it's like, um, in society, and this is like, I'm so like F the patriarchy and like all that kind of stuff, but in society, we have such, um, high value to, um, like those, what you say, like air quote, masculine traits, which is like, power and rough and 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 um when we talk about manifestors we often talk about they have intent like intense power and they have intensity and they're cl that closing and repelling aura and it in our mind it often creates this picture of manifestors being like really harsh and really intense like you know like fighters or whatever but the truth is for one the default state for manifestor is rest is peace it's literally peace, you know, like we are at peace when we are in our alignment. And um, while peace can be experienced in a multitude of ways, there's not one way to experience peace. It is quite a calm energy. And um, power in itself isn't something that is, that has to be taken or has to be demanded. Power is something that we have by default of who we are truly and 
when we are who, truly who we are, we don't need to fight to be that or to be respected or to get the results or to have the success because we are in um, connection with ourself. And that's really like, that, I'm literally describing a manifesto, right? The closed and repelling aura, all that's really speaking to is that you are meant to have the best connection with yourself out of anything. You're not meant to have the connection with what you're responding to. You're not meant to have it with other people who are inviting you. You're meant to have it with yourself. Hence the aura protects you from other people's energy so you can have that connection with yourself. Um, and so as entrepreneurs, I see this a lot. You know, there's a lot of people who are like, I need to demand my respect. And they don't always say it in all these words, but if we kind of look underneath the surface, what the conditioning is, is it's really like, in order for me to be successful, in order for me to make money, in order for me to sign clients, in order for me to have people buy my product or respect my services or whatever it is, I need to have this like, almost like a facade of how powerful and how awesome I am and how this and how that I am. And there's like, you know, potential proving energy here. There's, there's just all these things that um, are trying to assert power. And that's where we have this like hierarchical perspective of power where it's power over other people. I'm better at you than this. This is why you should hire me. Right. And even though we don't like, I feel like in, in the world that I was in, which is like, you know, spiritual coaching, business coaching, that kind of thing, human design coaching, there's a lot of like, oh yeah, we're all equal, but I make more money than you. So you should probably hire me. You know, it's like this underlying tone and that's okay because that's literally the society we're born into is a hierarchical um, belief system. But um, when it's power within ourselves, power with, with people, like when we don't, when, how we feel about ourselves doesn't go up or down depending on who's in the room with us that's like true power that's true success yes oh my god I love this so much and you know what's interesting is that I'm listening to you talk about power and I'm really seeing the flavor of the fifth line in the gene keys like one thing I love about the gene keys is that we have we have the six lines like we do in human design but I feel that in the gene keys the six those six lines have so much more depth because in every sphere they have this shadow and this like you know in alignment energy and so yeah. it's funny because the fifth line is very much about power and leadership but the shadow mm -hmm. side is very much needing to manipulate or control or create this hierarchy concept but ultimately it's like it's just an opportunity when you have this fire within you it's an opportunity to be a leader it's mm -hmm. not an opportunity to you know be like the boss of everyone and to be at the top of this, you know, freaking pyramid. Cause I know there's been a lot of these weird pyramid dynamics in the coaching industry that I think have are starting to at least fall down and, and disintegrate because it's just not sustainable. But I really love that you, you know, you're talking about this more collaborative approach. I'm really getting the flavors of like the pearl sequence in this conversation right now. And I just like, love it so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know so and that's like the the theme is also similar in my purpose gene key, right? It's like the shadow of greed. That is, I can totally see how I operated out of my shadow before. And 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 there's different variations of this, but like for example, in reflection, there's times in my business where it was like um greed of like needing to think or like look that I was better than someone or make a specific amount of money so that I could like um be witnessed or seen as somebody who is worth respecting or whatever, you know, there's kind of like, I need more, I need more so that I can prove this. And like, even towards, um, and I, I say the end of my coaching business, but it's like, 
it's in a transitionary phase. Like I still have a business and I still have clients, but the way that I work has just absolutely revolutionized. So I like, um, yeah, I, I'm, you know, just following my manifester piece and letting things unfold. So I don't really have like a concrete way to explain it, but my, in my previous, the way that I was doing coaching previously, I was literally making like multiple five figure months. And all I was thinking about was how could I make more? Because that was what everyone around me was saying as well. You know, like we see that so often. It's like, why can't you just celebrate you made a thousand dollars or why can't you just celebrate you made this much? Why is the goal always more profit? And that's, again, we live in a capitalistic society. It's ingrained in us. That's part of the deconditioning. I think we need to do to find our true sense of peace and success, but it's like, that never enoughness is something that has driven me many times in my life and also open sacral like there's lots of different influencing energies here um and so being able to let go and just like be like enoughs um like you there's always going to be more like that's inevitable we don't need to worry about that um but not let it be the driving force is, um, yeah, a complete game changer, but also scary. And also like, you know, when I've talked to clients about this in the past, they're just like, but, 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 but I do want to make more money. I'm like, listen, you can, but it's like, we got to change these motives or shift these, shift the focus. Cause it's only gonna, you know, perpetuate shadow energy. Yes. Okay. I love that you brought up the 54 and I was actually going to prompt you on this and you already started to dive <laughs> into it, but I really, I would love to hear about your experience of having 54.6 in your purpose sphere. So that's your unconscious earth energy in the gene keys, also from a human design lens. It's part of the incarnation cross, but I would really love to hear what your contemplative process has been like with this. Cause you shared a little bit, but I want to know, I want to know more. Like when you really started to see like, holy fuck, the greed is here. It is in the room. How did you move through that and contemplate it to aspiration and ascension? And what does aspiration and ascension mean to you? Because I'm sure there's people listening who heard of the 54, have the 54 as a gate or as a gene key. And they're like WTF. So I would love to just dive into this a little bit more because it's such a great gene key. Yeah. So when it comes to gene keys, the way that I personally describe it, and this is like how I can make it practical for myself. So if this explanation helps you, you're welcome. If it's how you already see it, cool. But I basically see it as like the shadow is our ego thoughts around something. It's like the, the shadow and the gift are both kind of like what we have access to through a human mind. And so it's like, we have the shadow, which is the where we're really being driven by things that are really taking us away from our inner sense of success, but they're fulfilling external needs of, or what we think we need. And then we have our gift, which is really just a conscious shift in focus, which that's what I love about Jinkies. I feel like it's always so practical because awareness can shift us into our gift just like that um versus I feel like with some other things like I don't know if you work with like human design motivation and stuff it's like that's like hands off you can't really do a lot other than focusing on like everything but that um but with gene keys it's a shift in our awareness and so um the the other conscious side of it is our gift which is when we realize okay wow I'm really operating out of this energy how can I um you know, pull myself back or how can I just allow myself to focus on different aspects of this? And then the city, I describe that as that's kind of like the overarching energy. So um, 
the the overarching energy of what this the reason that this energy is within you this energy the city is always the energy it is whether we are experiencing it as greed or as is, is it um i always get aspiration and uh, yeah. the two confused As- which one's the city uh aspiration and then ascension sorry ascension is the city aspiration is a gift that's right so so whether we're experiencing it as aspiration or greed it's like it's all still under the energy of ascension right and if they're always we're always toggling between the shadow and the gift gift and our gene keys and so for me I was like well if greed is the same energy as aspiration essentially right it's just a different perspective then I have access to it all the time and my what I feel like I'm missing when I'm in the sense of greed right when I'm in my shadow it's like I feel like there's something missing and it's not enough and I'm not doing enough and I also have like themes like you know when you find jinkies there's like really only a few common themes of what the shadows and the gifts fall into and I have very very similar um themes throughout um like with my 25 as well I find it's like a very similar energy of like the unconditional love and like acceptance and like you know, hunger or like, you know, the not enoughness again. And, um, oh, that's my line. Sorry. But anyway, so I have a lot of that energy. And so, um, the, the realization is really just like, when I'm so striving so hard towards something, I really have to check in with my motivation. And in my experience so far, every single time that I've had a really strong drive to pursue something, there's always kind of an aspect of shadow that's actually driving that. And it's it's like, it's not when it's just like an aspiration. It's not just when it's just like, oh, it'd be lovely to have this, or it'd be great to experience this, or this is really what I'm working towards for my family or for my life or you know, it's, it's not like this hands-off trusting approach. It's like a very, um, controlling, this isn't enough right now in order for me to be perceived how I should be in order for me to feel how I want to feel within my community. I need to have this right now. Right. So like when I was talking about like income months, I literally will have like a, I don't know, like $25,000 in a month. And I'll be like, oh, but my audience probably thinks I already make that every single month. So I need to make sure that I make more than that next month. And and the next month I'll celebrate, you know, it's this very, like, it needs to be manipulated in a particular way. And so a big part for me was almost like, I, I would notice it and I would redirect myself, but where I really noticed a shift where it was like, huh, I'm not even noticing the greed as often anymore. I'm, I'm not really picking it up. Or when I do feel it, it's so obvious. It was a complete stepping back. And, um, uh, like it was a hands off the wheel moment, like a surrender moment. And it was just like, okay, I'm just, I cannot even every time I'm trying to control, it's going in a different direction. So I'm just like, whatever I'm hope motivation as well as you can probably see from my chart so this also makes a lot of sense yes um and I was like it just has to be complete hands off the wheel thing because um aspiration is exactly that it's I'm this is my purpose this is what I'm working towards greed is like this is what I have to have in order for me to have this and this and this it's like there has to be a reason for it um versus just like a feeling and a desire and, and a want um and so yeah that that's my rant (laughs) no I love this and you know what one thing that I always do too when I look at the gene keys is I look at the 
center that it's in in the human design chart and it's yeah. it's a gate in the root center the root center is mm-hmm. all about pressure right mm-hmm. and so oh yeah pressure once it's if it's turned on from a shadow state it won't stop but a healthy root energy is happening in cycles and for things to happen in cycles we have to hold on and let go and hold on and let go like it's very rhythmical right and so Mm -hmm. it's interesting because like in hearing you and your processing of this energy and then at the end just talking about hands off the steering wheel and letting this go how it's going to go like that's really I think such a great metaphor of a healthy root pressure where like you know that pressure is always going to be there but you don't have to control it Mm -hmm. and so I think that was like so beautiful and I love how you can just really easily tie this back into your own coaching business and your own experiences and your own your own honesty about money and it's like it's it's so funny because what I really love about your sharing is that I feel that a lot of people would ironically aspire to multiple five-figure months but then it's like you were there and it wasn't even enough so it's almost the same as making less than you know what I mean like it's like why are we pushing this so hard exactly and it's it's so funny in hindsight because it's like $25,000 a month are you kidding kidding me like literally what the heck but it's like it really it didn't feel enough and it was just like it's just so funny because when I first started making money and I made a thousand dollars a month I was like I am so rich I'm so abundant like it was just like the best news ever and it wasn't that I wasn't celebrating when I was making more it was that I had gotten so caught up with the expectations right? Like everybody's just a fight for, and and this isn't true for all of the business world, but I think that it's, it's so important for as entrepreneurs, we reflect the circles that we're in and it doesn't make the people in the circles, bad people or anything like that. Like everyone's amazing and doing what they feel is the right thing on their path. Like it's, it's, it's all good. I mean, there's a couple people that are snakes, I'm sure, but it's like in my circles, everyone's like amazing people. Like I love them as people and as friends And I realized the culture was something that was not actually really it. And stepping outside of it, it was just like, oh, okay, I'm the outcast now. Oh, you know, she's not doing that anymore. Like, it was just like so different. And I don't know, it's weird. But I was going to say as well, like one of the healthy examples of this like pressure and drive, like from the root is when I um, decided to write, I recently published kids books. And when I decided to write those books, it was like this very healthy energy because, and it was very much like splenic as well. Like I'm doing it before I even notice that I'm doing it. Right. Like I always describe, um, people with splenic authority. I feel like I feel for you because it's so uncontrollable as well. Right. Like it is like, you know, like if you're with, with sacral beings, you can ask yourself yes or no questions, or you can prompt yourself in ways to, to see the reaction. And it doesn't always work, you know, timing might not be right. So you have to come back later, but you have that kind of response energy. Splenic is like, you don't even know you've had a splenic urge until after (laughs) in my truest experience. Like you'll know you had one when you look back in hindsight and go, oh yeah, I did have one because I'm doing it before I'm even thinking about it. Because the minute our minds evolved, it's no longer splenic authority. Um, And so that was really what it was like with my kids' books. It was just like, I had this like I'm like typing a note, I'm like writing ideas. And I'm like, I text my husband, I'm like, I'm gonna write five kids books, (laughs) one for each human design type. And I'm like, and I'm like researching how to illustrate, I'm researching how to publish, like, I'm just like in it deep. And um, 
then I look back like a week later and I have the foundations of like five kids books ready to go. And I'm like, what the heck? One month I wrote those books and published them from the idea to publication. It was like a month and three days or something. Um, five freaking books. And I think like, that's just so funny because there was never really like, um, a real motive or like reason or like anything. It was just like this healthy root pressure of just like, it's just going and it's moving and it's like, this is happening. And um, I did feel the pressure of like, I always wanted to work on it. And I always wanted to like, you know, I was excited to work on it, but it was a completely different experience in the past where it's just like this, like pressure to do because I'm trying to meet an expectation, for example. Yes. I love this so much and it's so it makes me laugh because sometimes I feel that non-sacral beings there this is like very general blanket statement non-sacral beings can be quote envious of sacral beings like oh you have all this energy and da 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 I don't even think I could do five books in a month like I feel like when a non-sacral being especially manifester when you get into the flow and it's like everybody get the fuck out of my way like a bull in a china shop kind of thing like I'm going to destroy everything and create something beautiful like that's exactly what happens and so I just love that because it's such a great example but like you're not designed to make five books every single month you know what I mean but you're designed to make those five books and then it's like they're going to take on a journey of their own and you're going to be like hi was the initiator like this is what happened and so I love this can we talk a little bit more about how like I feel like you really shared your journey in the beginning of you know how you got into your business like you know the peaks of your business and then it sounds like things kind of came down in a way where you you had this awakening and realization and sort of pull back in terms of how you showed up and then you started writing so you can you talk about like that pocket of like what's mm-hmm. happened through all of your realizations and how you got into writing yeah I mean I've always been a writer and I have actually I published a book in 2019 as well um it's you're an abundant babe <laughs> my my other book on abundance that I wrote um and that this is like a lot about my journey that I had up until that point of like healing my relationship with money um and it's like it's so interesting because now when I read it I'm like cute you know like very sweet who <laughs> is that little girl um but it's like I still love the book for its concepts but it, it was very um like my, my views have evolved so much. And that was a big piece of why things have started to shift for me. And so to put like a lot of years into the smallest amount of time that I can think of doing, um, it was like, I had this, like, I talk about like my, I had my abundance awakening. I had my spiritual awakening. I had my sexual awakening, like all of these things where I'm like learning about different parts of myself that had been suppressed for a really long time. And, um, my abundance awakening, I would say like has continued because that was one realize, like realizing how little education we have around money, realizing that I had a lot of beliefs around money that were, you know, potentially, um, in the way of me being able to make money. And and there was a lot of stuff in like connect building a relationship with the energy of abundance versus the material aspect of money. And then even more so it's developed into this stage, which I'll mention in a second, but it's like, there's always been like the different points of my journey. I've always had this big awakening. And the last one was more like a breakdown, like a very big breakdown and probably the biggest one in my life since I was probably a teenager when I had, you know, some really, really hard years with mental health and losing my dad and like, you know, different things like that. Um, But I got 
um, I had my first baby in 2020 and then I got pregnant again halfway through 2021 um, right when I started to feel like good after having my first and, and I'm so grateful to be able to get pregnant I'm so grateful for my children but I was not expecting to get pregnant and I just had like all of these visions and all of these plans for what I was doing with my business and I was feeling the best I had in a long time you know pandemic restrictions were loosening so it was just like a good time and when I get pregnant I'm not just like a regular pregnant person I get HG which is like hyperemesis whatever you throw up every single day for nine months you feel sick every single day for nine months you um like I couldn't eat um and I get totally besides myself sick and so that plus parenting a toddler I just went into this place where I like couldn't even have the motivation to work so I was kind of like I'm gonna take a little bit of a break just to like have my baby and whatever (laughs) and then it was like 2022 was like every single week something happened that was just like out of control out like pushing me to my boundaries like I had old traumas come up I had um like ADHD diagnosed like I had all these things like boom 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 and meanwhile I'm throwing up every single day Um, I'm parenting a toddler like oh it was just so wild and so all these things were happening and so I didn't even feel like I had the the interest in like fully like launching all the things I was launching and and promoting the work that I was doing I was kind of just like falling back. And while I was in this place, I started really reflecting and started to see things differently. Like, you know, when I said, I took like a step back and I started to just look on the roof, observing, observing, observing. And, um, I started to notice, huh? Like I started to notice these patterns of, okay, so I said, I wanted that, but where was that motivation coming from? Hmm. I'm noticing a lot of this conversation and a lot of this, this, stuff that and one of the big things for me was also that I when I was in this place I wanted to reach out to friends and I didn't even know who my friends were anymore because there were so many blurred lines between entrepreneurial relationships and people that I thought were friends but were they only my friends because I was paying them or because you know like different things like that where where these dynamics were so weird and I and I thought about it and I was like and these people were my friends but now that I'm not in the same mastermind as them suddenly I'm not their friend anymore like it was just the weirdest thing and I was like reflecting on things that were really important to me and connections are important to me and having people that have the same values as me is important to me and um then when I went through this phase of then I had my second baby, then I, you know, was in the newborn phase. And then I suddenly had this urge to come back, but suddenly I was like, it needs to be not about the money anymore, but it still needs to make money, you know? And so I started, I like came back and I started to launch these things and talk about these things and like, um, talk about the deconditioning of money, especially in like the industry that I was in. And um, I started to, I did like a pay whatever you want mastermind, you know, somebody paid a dollar, people paid thousands of dollars to join. Like it was just like this huge range. Whereas in the past I would charge multiple four figures for, or five even for masterminds and coaching and all this stuff. And so it was like, I completely changed the way that I was doing things. And it was really just honestly part of my own experience of like, how can I decondition the things that I decided in my head were the reason I was a good coach or the reason I was, I could make money or the reason that I could do all these things. So I kind of like, I feel like I'm like, there's so much to talk about, but that was like a really, really, really big part of it was just realizing that I didn't want to participate in perpetuating concepts that I don't believe 
are going to create fulfillment in my life in the future or in the lives of the people that I'm influencing right through the work that I do in my platform. And so I didn't want to perpetuate um, ideas of money that are really just feeding societal ego standards of success, or I didn't want to um, build a business that I didn't feel like um, took into consideration or supported people of different um, backgrounds or yeah I don't know it's just like I wanted to take everything into consideration more and more things became important to me like speaking up about um, causes that are important to me and things like that so it's just like been a phase of um, using my platform and my voice in a way that feels a lot more meaningful and um, in that gap I know that I just remembered you asked me about my writing process in that gap I was talking to a lot of parent friends about human design and I just thought you know what I'm just going to run an event for free at my local library it was like it was like a coincidence how that happened it was like I was at the library I ended up talking to the person and they're like oh yeah we host events here and I was like oh maybe I could do an event and I was like, I'm just going to run it for like my local mom friends so they can like come and hear me rant about human design. And I created that. And then when I got home, I was like, this is so good. It needs to be online. So I recorded it to put it online. And then um, uh, I was like, at that moment, I was like, this is so much information. It needs to be in a book. And then I was like, you know, my parenting book, which I'm writing right now. And then that's where the kids books idea came from. And that was the one I was most excited about. So that one happened first. I love how embodied you are with your your transitional like cycles as a manifester you know it's like you're like in the things you love the things you're like fuck this you kind of like fall out of it and then you go back into it like it's you just really gave yourself the grace to go through the flows and I love how non-judgmental you are towards yourself in terms of admitting like wow the way that I was showing up and selling and doing this thing is like not aligned for me anymore like this is what's actually important to me now and you've really given yourself the permission to change your mind and change how you showed up and really also it sounds like I mean maybe it's very human to give a shit about what people think but it sounds like you're, you just really want to be honest to yourself and you don't really give a shit about what other people think you're like this is who I am now this is where I'm going this is what I believe in and I mm -hmm. love that because I think we need more of that leadership in the industry because it's so funny yesterday I literally, literally listened to a podcast episode this woman kelly moser love her she's big into podcasting she supports people with getting on podcast channels and she was just being super blunt she's like the industry is not the same now as it was during the pandemic people mm -hmm. are not chilling at home they don't have the extra money to invest in things and so the way that we were operating then whether you started your business just before the pandemic or in the pandemic it's not the same as it is now things have mm -hmm. to change right? And so people are back into living their lives or with their kids or working in an office, they're traveling, they're going to weddings or doing the things they couldn't do before. And so it's like, okay, well, how if you really actually give a shit about the people? How are how are we going to shift to continue making an impact with our love and passion, but it's not just about profit. And I, re mm -hmm. I re I'm really hearing that in your story. And I'm like, Oh, my sacral is satisfied. <laughs> And my, it's like, I feel like for me as well, it's like the undefined or the, in my case, the open emotional center wisdom hitting for me really like with this, like ability to speak up about the things that I didn't speak up about for years where I would sit at home and I'd be like, oh, I would say this and this and this if I, you know, but you know, I don't want to offend anyone, <laughs> you know? And it's not, and it, this is the interesting thing is like, I've talked about communication for years as well, which is really funny, but it's like, I'm not saying things in a way that are offensive. I'm just 
saying what's what I'm literally just advocating for myself and like for people I care about. And in my brain, I'm just like, oh my, you know, when I'm like in the shadow of my op open emotional, I'm just like, oh my God, no, I could never, I could never speak for my needs. <laughs> and now I'm just like, yes, actually you can. And it's really great. And what's been so funny as well is because like, I kind of had like, you know, like I got on Instagram super early in like Instagram time. So I had like a little burst of followers at the beginning and then it was like, you know, tapered off and then I had another little burst when I first started my business and then it, you know, sustained and tapered off a bit. And, um, in the last parts of where I was like really, really online with my business a couple of years ago, I was like, you know, really focusing on like, how can I grow my Instagram and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And, and I just like never grew. And I'd like get like a couple, you know, however many more followers. And then it would like, I'd lose more followers and I'd always be like, Oh, and then, um, so funny because ever since I started just being like, you know, like, okay, I'm just going to use my Instagram as like, you know, what people really love from me anyway, which is my point of view. And I'm I'm going to worry less about like, if it makes sense in terms of my brand or whatever. And my Instagram followers have just been like going up so much more. And I just think that's such a testament. Again, it's just like people want you in your flow. That's when they're most attracted to you. And we um, can get so boxed in, in our mind of like what we're supposed to post and what we're supposed to say and what we're supposed to sell and what we're supposed to do. But it's like, if you're feeling a discomfort or a pressure or uneasy about something, chances are other people are feeling it too. So if you allow yourself just to like fall into that and, and let it be messy for a little bit, it can be so much more potent and powerful in the end, right? Like it's not always, it, it like it literally never, I think is supposed to be prim and proper and totally following one linear path. <laughs> No, I think authenticity will always be the most sustainable thing that we yeah. can do for our life and our business. And it's like the authenticity doesn't always mean that you're consistent. It means that you're willing to embody who you're being in that moment throughout the process, which is exactly what you did, right? Through your journey of like, this is what I believe. This is what I'm doing. Nope, change my mind. Now I'm doing this. Now I'm doing this. And like, it's the authenticity that will always be sustainable. Like we can't just keep thinking that we can do the same thing over and over again when the only constant thing is change, right? Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. just like, I, I love this. I really loved hearing your story today and your authenticity and just like you being so real and honest and telling it like it is. So thank you. Thank you so mm -hmm. much for everything that you've shared today. It was like such a beautiful conversation. You're welcome. Thank you. You're so welcome. And I would love if you can share, I always ask my interviewees this, if you want to leave just an intuitive hit piece of wisdom with our listeners today before we wrap up our conversation, what would that be? <sighs> there is like so much more happiness and success available to you in this moment. Um then you're allowing yourself to experience simply because of all the things that you think you need to have or do or be right. Like, especially entrepreneurs, we have drive, right? Like if anything, we've got ambition and there's nothing wrong with ambition and you're allowed to have desires and visions and dreams and, and want all the things that you want. And it, listen, we live in a society where having a lot of money is like an incredible, awesome thing for what it allows for us to do for our life. And the options it gives us, but I don't think that it's worth sacrificing what's possible for you to feel if you just allow yourself to 
turn inward and ask the question of really what is actually going to make me feel successful if it if like if nobody else ever knows about anything that I do what is actually successful for me because um there are moments of joy right now and and even like I and I say this from like a pretty privileged stance I understand um but even when I was in my like hardest financial times you know like with um with when I was like learning about the energy of abundance I talk about some the most abundant I've felt or one of the most abundant moments that I've had was when I still had nothing I was working on my abundance mindset but I still hadn't made more money like I was literally staying with my mom because I couldn't afford rent with my husband (laughs) and we were like um you know like he was driving Uber Eats at night just so we could pay for our debt and um then we had like a picnic movie night in the backyard and just like looking up at the stars with like a laptop that you know we got gifted um at my mom's place like nearly 30 and like in this situation I know I just like was had a moment of just like complete gratitude and a complete feeling of abundance and like everything's gonna be okay and like this is you know this moment is everything and that I always go back to that story for myself because I think like um, if I could feel it then, um, where I really felt like my life was falling apart and I felt like a complete failure in so many ways, um, I I know that we have access to that and, and we're still allowed to be ambitious. But if we just allow ourselves to just focus on like still ambitious, still following my goals, still in business, still doing the thing. And what if there's also like a deconditioning I can do around what success really means to me and what, where I can find happiness and where I can feel powerful within myself rather than the power I have over other people. And where can I feel really like I'm so great at what I do, regardless of how much I make or regardless of the people in my circles. That's yeah. Where all the beauty lies. This is so beautiful. Listening to you, I was looking at your chart and I really feel, I mean, there's like so many aspects that I hear this intuitive hit come from, but the one that really stands out to me is like, this sounds like such a healthy, defined heart center energy, you know, <laughs> like that. I feel like the shadow side of a defined heart can be like the, that grindy, like greedy vibe that you had earlier on that you mm-hmm. transformed. And now mm-hmm. it's like that the 51, the gate of shock, which is in your evolution, your, your conscious earth, like what grounds you. Like, I feel like this is really what, you know, you just said, like shocker, you don't need all the money and bells and whistles to be happy. Like, and it's just beautiful because that, that is literally the agitation, the shadow of like people being agitated. Like, why the fuck don't I have these things that I want? Like that resourceful energy that lies in the heart center. And then we look at the initiative and it's like, well, how can I take initiative with what it is that I have now? You know, that prime story that you just shared about looking at the stars in the backyard. And then it's like the city of awakening, right? Mm -hmm. Like really being awakened to the presence now and the 51 connects to the 25, which is universal love. And you have a four line that love and community. It's like, well, here I have my mom. I have my husband. Like, this is my community. This is what I'm creating like that. I just like, couldn't help myself whenever I I ask people this question. I know I like look at people's charts and I'm like, "Mm, I see where this is coming from. But yeah, that's totally how that landed for me. So thank you so much for sharing that. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. I love it. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I would love before I close the conversation, can you please share with our listeners and I'll put all the links in the show notes, how they can connect with you and maybe the things that you're offering right now. You know, Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to put your books in the show notes as well, but I would love for you to just share how people can connect with you. Okay. Amazing. So 
Um, the number one place for me is my website, violahug.com or my Instagram at violahug. Um, I have links to my mailing list, which I kind of like, my mailing list is kind of where I always like send a love note off to or what's going on or whatever. So that's a good place to be. Um, and I'm always open for a DM. What I have available in terms of offers is ever changing. Um, I do offer, um, some services, but I mean, like, you know, like coaching-esque things, but it's, it's a very like different way, but you could always message me about that if you're interested. Um, and just coming to mind one last thing, you know, how at the beginning you're like, oh, manifestors are here to shock people. And I have that like gate of shock and I think it's just, and trigger people. That's that, that was the word. And it's just like, and I think that like, it's so funny. Cause when I look at it now, it's in such a gentle way. I'm just like love and peace, everyone just like really tr trust yourself. And people are like, oh, how could you say that? <laughs> I've got ambition. I can't I give up my identity of being ambitious for this, for the, for feeling happy right now what are you talking about and and I know and I say that jokingly but there's like layers of that and I totally resonate because I felt that before but yeah Viola Hug at Viola Hug on whatever is the best way to get in touch with me um and I have my books on Amazon so all of my books are on Amazon if you search my name you can find my like author page and you'll be able to find them I have like a couple more kids books coming out on emotions actually human design emotion books and um then I have my parenting human design book coming out. And then that's going to be kind of like it for my human design books. I think I'm, I'm going to be moving on after that, but um, yeah, I'm really, really happy to have been able to bring these to the world because they're, it is bringing so much joy to my heart seeing kids read these. Oh my God. I love it. I'm so excited. You know, I'm my fiance and I will have kids in the next couple of years, but I'm really excited that we have this tool of human design for parenting. I think that's such oh, a game totally. changer. It's going to be so beautiful. Oh my goodness. It's fun. Yeah. Thank you again for coming on and graciously sharing your story and just being vulnerable and real. And I'm really excited to share this episode with everyone. So everyone, please be sure, subscribe to the channel, please leave a review, reach out to Viola, purchase her books. Like let's just dive into it. Cause I'm, I'm so excited about all the things. So thank you again for coming on Viola. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Take care everyone. I'll chat with you in the next episode.